Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And again, we are grateful for you joining us and to have you here with us today. Uh, Zach, what are we talking about? So before we do that, I literally just thought during that intro, you said, thanks for joining us. We're getting weird. And my brain went into an absolute pretzel. It was the weirdest thing in the world. So you did not say that. And today we are going to be talking about slump busting or, you know, like breaking out of a rut. Because I feel like that's more times than not, it it tends to be a mental thing. Right. And we kind of get ourselves stuck in this position uh, rather than it being a physical thing where like I'm hurt and I can't, you know, get through something kind of, kind of idea. All right, man. I'm so down. I'm so down. So what made you think of this idea? Like what was, uh, what, what, did anything happen over the weekend or anything like that that kind of got your brain going on this? Or is it just something that you've always kind of, uh, wondered about? Well, so actually, uh, the reason I started my first podcast and then I picked up a second podcast after the first one kind of fizzled out was, it was my way to get out of like, I was in a rut. I was just feeling like it was literally the middle of COVID. So like every day it was groundhog day, right? Like the same thing over and over and over again. For sure. And, and you just felt like, like, I felt like I was just like constantly bashing my head against the wall. So like being able to come onto a pod onto the podcast. And like, we said it last week, right. But like, this is our soapbox. This is our 20, 30 <laughs> minutes to just, you know, whatever we feel or, or whatever we have going on, this is how we get it out. Um, you know, this, that's really why I started podcasting. And then it kind of came back to me this past week, I was watching the Bruins game and they were talking about Brad Marchand who hadn't scored a goal in 11 games. Um, and he scored, get out of here. Um, (laughs) and he ended up scoring an empty net goal and kind of how, like, as stupid as it sounds, an empty net goal is something that when you're a goal scorer, that's all you need as a break. You just need that puck in the net. And then you start to kind of come back to life and, and do what you need to do. For sure, man. I think it's an awesome kind of topic. I'm uh, I'm really excited to kind of discuss it and kind of and get into it because I think it relates to not just sports, but also just like business and like you mentioned, like everyday life, right? I mean, one of the things that I see in my practice constantly is this idea of like, it just feels like Groundhog Day. I wake up, I go to my home office, I leave my home office, I'm still at home. Every, every day just kind of feels the exact same. And I think a lot of people are kind of struggling with that, right? And I yeah. know, uh, go ahead. Nope, nope, go ahead. You're good. Yeah, man. Well, what I was going to say is like, I think it's really, uh, it's a cool topic because one of the other things we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks, I know we talked about is the yips, right? And like, this will be nice to like kind of separate, uh, like breaking a slump or like kind of a, a rough time from the yips because they are two very different things, right? So like when I think about like breaking out of a slump or something like that, um, I guess, I guess for you, uh, we'll ask a question first, like what do you think gets someone into a slump? I think it's just the like the monotony or the the repetitive, right? You wake up, you go to work, you come home. You wake up, you go to work, you come home. You get into this schedule and this routine, um, and then you you just kind of become complacent in it. So it doesn't give you that opportunity to change up, you know, 
as easy as it is, right? Go see friends on the weekend to go out and have a drink or something like that. Like that's a difference in your schedule where all of a sudden you start to break that monotony up and you get that opportunity to have something fresh and new. Yeah, man. I mean, I, and I mean, I think I can, I can testify that like I was uh, in a rut myself and especially in the beginning of COVID, right? Uh, at first it was like all brand new and everyone's like kind of excited. And then after about a year or so, it was kind of like, Oh, uh, this definitely feels like the same day that I just had, right? And then like for the first few times, you're just like, okay, this is kind of exhausting. So so to kind of get yourself out of a rut, like what did you do like when you found yourself in a rut? Um, I don't know. Well, I, like I said, uh, the first time I started a podcast, right? So <laughs> well, like when, when COVID started, um, you know, same boat you were in, right? It was one of those like, wow, this is going to be a couple of weeks. Like, cool. I'm working from home. I, I can do this. Right? right. And like a week and a half, two weeks in, I was like, I was already hitting my wall because it's, I, I'm not good at sitting. Like I need to keep moving and doing things. Uh, so I ended up redoing the entire front porch and back porch on our house completely by myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, my wife's brother helped me out a little bit like at night, but like, I just went after it cause I needed something to do. Um, sure. And then the project was done, right? So then it's like, all right, like I, I, I'm content. I can do this. And I found myself like trying to break up my day with playing video games at lunch for like 30 minutes or just something to like break my day up. Because again, in a sales job, right? Try to be an at-home sales guy. That's probably the hardest thing you can do. Can um, just phone calls and emails and it just, it becomes super repetitive. So um the podcast again was one of those ways where it was like, Hey, I, I might just come on here to bitch. Uh, but it's going to give me 20 or 30 minutes of an outlet talking to somebody else. Uh, just trying to get, you know, a little bit of a change in my life. Yeah, man. I mean, and I think the cool thing is, is that like breaking out of a rut or a slump that, that people find themselves in, whether it is like a everyday person or it's an athlete, right? That the solution that I have found most useful for the, uh, the people that I work with uh, and like what they have uh, at least given me the feedback of that is useful is simply like changing something up. Like you just mentioned, like I, I played video games for lunch, maybe for 20, 30 minutes. Right. And it's like, okay, great. Like that makes the day feel less monotonous and just like, kind of like, okay, well, I think it's Monday. Oh, oh maybe it's Wednesday. I, I'm not really sure what day it is. Right. Like, so I mean, changing it back up or like just changing something like, so, so what I always recommend is like, if someone's like working from home in a home office, if it's possible for them, right. Cause uh, obviously space or other living situations or things like that, like work in a different area, right? Like maybe just take your computer and go in your living room or go at your kitchen table or, um, now that the weather's getting nicer, go outside, right? And 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 thankfully, like the world is kind of opening back up, and like people are returning back to the office, which I know is really beneficial for them. But if you're an athlete in a slump, I mean, it's it's about just going and changing or tweaking something for yourself, right? Um, so like for Marshan, like uh, not scoring a goal for eleven games, like that's a bit of a slump, and and that empty netter probably is a big deal for him, right? It's almost like it's like the monkey is off your back, the weight is off the shoulders, like uh, whatever saying you want to you want to pick, right? Uh, it's one of those things where it, it really can help. Well, and that's what I think the biggest part of it is, right? Is like, there's a physical piece of breaking that or slump or whatever you want to call it, right? There's a physical, like in his case, right? Goal goes in the net. That is a physical thing that happens, but it breaks that mental wall and that mental barrier down where now it's like, oh, yep, I can score again. Like I know how to do this. Whereas when you're in the middle of that and you're trying to battle out of it, you know, you miss the net. Like there was a one game wide open net, missed the net high. 
And it's like, you can just tell he's squeezing his stick a little bit tighter than normal. He's playing a little bit tighter. And so that's why, you know, you see him send it over the net. And that's typically what you find, right? Is you get into the slump and you start to recognize and like, oh God, I'm struggling. And then you tense up and you get a little bit tighter and it just compounds continuously until you do either change something up or, or find a way to break through. Yeah, man. And when we talk about the yips, we'll talk about how like usually it starts with a slump, right? Because then you start like overcorrecting, you start overanalyzing, and you start doing all these things. But the yips have a whole a whole aspect to it. But like, uh, so if anyone's in a slump, right, whether it's work related or uh, especially sport for this next uh, topic, I'm going to kind of discuss quickly. Uh, it, it's called Fitz Law. Have you ever heard of Fitz Law? I knew a kid named Fitz one time. <laughs> yeah, uh, that guy actually still cuts my hair. Uh, I know the, the guy you're... T- yeah, he's the man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's the shit. I, uh, I'm actually getting a haircut by him tomorrow. So uh, if he's listening, what up, Fitz? Uh, but anyway, it's not his law. Uh, it is a different guy's law that was created a long time ago, uh, and much easier said is actually the speed and accuracy trade off. Like, so for certain skills and for certain tasks, we need to focus more on the accuracy of something rather than the speed of it. Right. So, like a good a good uh, situation is like a layup in basketball. Right. When someone's dribbling down the court, obviously that's speed. But when they get close to the closer to the basket, like we teach them to kind of slow down and jump off the right foot based off like what side they're attacking the, the, the basket from. So like then the accuracy aspect comes in. So you kind of have the accuracy take over rather than the speed based on a or, or like a sprinter. Like it's more just straight speed. Right. It's like, all right, you're just going from point A to point B. But that's where like hurdling then like that changes in, in its own sport. Right. Like as they approach a, a hurdle, like obviously their accuracy becomes important of like where their feet are uh, and based on their jumping stances and all that kind of stuff. Like so like this is another aspect of like where getting out of a slump can become important, like focusing on the basics of what's going on. Right. Like you talked about like Marshan maybe gripping the stick a little high, uh, a little tighter and, and missing over the net. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe now he needs to focus a little bit more on the accuracy rather than the speed of what's going on, you know? Yeah, and I think that's a cool concept too, right? Because I feel like when you're in that slump, you're worried about speed and pace, and that's what you're paying attention to, not the accuracy, right? So then you start to rush things. You start to overdo things in a way where like it really forces errors to and you know those errors continue to compound versus you take a breath you slow down you look at the accuracy and you're like oh all right like i just know i this is what i need to do like i know where i'm at now um and it kind of tunnel visions you a little bit versus that blur as you're doing you know the speed aspect of it for sure man i mean think about even think about like uh, football kickers right like usually they mess up because something is off Right. Maybe the snap wasn't held right. Maybe the stance is off. Maybe they maybe their approach is a little quicker or a little slower than it normally is. And like and that makes just the accuracy of it. Right. Just go wacky. Right. Like so there's this aspect of like the speed and accuracy trade off in that. Um, But we also talk about like the pressure. Right. When you're in a slump, you put so much pressure on yourself. Or if you're an elite athlete being paid millions of dollars to do your job and you're not doing your job. Now there's a lot more pressures on there than, than we can even think of. Um, and, and we talk about coaches, right? Like one of the things that like when I mentor referees and things like that, we, I talk about like, you know, like youth game is, is volunteers and stuff like that. But when you get to the college and the semi-pro and the pro levels, like there's this aspect of like those coaches, there's a reason that they might be a little bit more tense. Like that's their livelihood. That's their job. 
right? So like it, uh, when you add pressure in any situation, if, if someone's messing up or there's this outside force coming on, it can just make life really difficult. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, coaches are paid to win, right? You get outside of youth sports, you're paid to win, and that's what it's all about. So it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I guess I guess the other aspect of it is like also just everyday people in a slump, right? Like we talk about like this aspect of a groundhog day, but also just at work, right? Like I mean, I, I'm a I'm a person who believes in passion. And if you have passion, you have everything that you need. Right. If you're doing something that's passionate, like and you have passion for it, you're going to be the best at it. Right. You're going to really care about what you're doing. You're going to really care about what's going on. But if you don't have any passion for what you're doing, I, I ask people to start like questioning themselves. Like, why are you here then? Like, what are you doing? Are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it because it's a stable job? Are you doing it for the health benefits? And obviously, like those values matter. Right. Like, I mean, those things depend on like what they want to do and it matters to them. And I totally respect that. But at the end of the day, we talk about like a slump. If you're feeling like lackluster about everything in your life, start questioning your passions. Right. And like, are you, are you following your passions? Are you living a life that you're like, I guess, proud of? Right. Yeah. And I think the other part of it too, right. Some of it comes down to like promotions and things like that. Right. Like, is there enough incentive inside of that job as well? And, you almost have to become a little bit better of a communicator when you're at work and you start to fall into those issues, right? Like you need to be able to trust your boss and you need to be able to trust your coworkers and, and maybe start to have some conversations. Uh, I know there's times like being in sales, right? I'll call another sales guy and just be like, I am, I don't have it this week. Or like, <laughs> I know this month is going to be tough and I know I'm not selling a ton. And, you know, you start to try to lean on some of your teammates a little bit to, to be, Hey, I was out on the road this week. I had these great visits and it's like, all right, there's a little bit of juice that I need to keep myself moving and motivated. Um, but you know, going back to your, your point where it's about passion too, um, you got to make sure you're in the right seat on the bus. Right. And that's kind of like, that was something I was always told by a boss is like, as a manager, your job is to get people on the bus and put them in the right seat. And you're going to find times where people are in the wrong seat, but you have the right people on the bus. And you're going to find times where you have the wrong people on the bus, even though they're in the right seat. So it's trying to, you know, manage and uh, situate people in the right ways. And I mean, even as an employee, you can kind of take that situation and look at it yourself. Am I in the right seat? Am I on the right bus? And start to understand, you know, maybe that's a different way to to connect it where you can, like you said, kind of question where you're at or what's going on. Yeah, man, I think you brought up a really cool point about leadership, right? Like this aspect of sometimes you're going to have the right people on the bus, not in the right seat. And then you're going to have some people in the right seat, but not in the right bus, right? Like as a leader, like I think it's really important. And as like someone who's in a management position or someone who's just responsible for other people's well-being or like their, their success and stuff like that. I think it's always important for leaders to understand that like treat the people below you really well because they're your success markers, Right. Like if you treat the people below you like crap, they're not going to want to work for you and they're probably not going to produce very well for you. And then you're going to get pressure from your boss and it's just going to it's just going to kind of domino effect into everything else. So like as a leader, like I I always try to stress to people when I do executive coaching and and even for myself as a leader, like I, I really like to look in the mirror and be like, do I have it? Like, is today a good day or like, am I just in a shitty mood? Right. And like. You're, we're human beings. Like you're not going to be on your, on your game every single day and like be transparent about that and be like, Hey y'all, like, you know, if I fee- seem a little snappy or anything today, like, please let me know. Like I- I'm not feeling myself today. 
I, I'm just a little lost. Like that's not a sign of weakness. Like knowing yourself, I don't, isn't a sign of weakness to me. It's a sign of like, you have self-awareness. You're able to be like, I don't have it today. Like, so if I feel, if I seem weird or I seem kind of off, like just know that this is why this is happening. You also just give yourself a break. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's a, a situation where your team then kind of rallies around you. Right. And it's like, Oh, it doesn't have it today. Maybe I can pick up an extra piece or I can do this or that uh, just to try to help. Even if it's not changed the tone of where that person's at. Right. But just kind of get them feeling again, break out of their little slump that they're in um, because at the end of the day, their performance is going to directly affect what you're doing. For sure it is, dude. For sure. And you know, it, it's kind of funny. Like I noticed that for myself when I'm, when I'm in a slump or something like that, like it usually has nothing to do with the moment that I'm presenting in. You know what I mean? Usually the slump result revolves around this aspect of like, I just feel stuck and I don't feel like I'm progressing anymore. Uh, and that's why I've left jobs in the past or like why I've taken risks and done things. And, and for me, like that took time to recognize why I was feeling that way and then what I needed to do that. And, and it happens all the time. I had a conversation with a colleague the other day and we were talking about how like some people just get very complacent and they just feel like, this is where I'm at. And like, if that's your personality, that's fine. That's awesome. Congratulations. Right. (laughs) Be the best at that that you can be, right? Like what I've talked to people before, but they're like, oh, like I I won't date a cashier or things. And it's like, it's like, why? Why are you putting stipulations and regulations on that kind of stuff? Like sometimes maybe they're the best cashier in the fucking world. Like if that, and if that's what they have passion for, rock it. Like that, it doesn't like your job doesn't depict like what you do and like what your what your title is and all that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't say what your personality is. But as long as you want to be the best at what you do, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for. It. I don't care if you want to be the best garbage man, the best the best dog poop picker upper. I don't care what it is. As long as you want to be the best at it, I will support anybody through all of that. I think I think that's the kind of stuff that that really gets me going. You know. Yeah, for sure. And it's just one of those situations. Like, I guess at the end of the day, right, it's it's having that awareness and making sure, you know, you recognize where you are uh, personally to try to, you know, if you are in a slump, work your way out of it sooner rather than later. So you don't get stuck there and it doesn't affect because ultimately, you know, whether it's the immediate people in your life, family, friends, things like that, like it's going to affect those ripples of people as well. Um, so but to change the topic a little bit, I want to, I, I guess this is probably a pretty good week to bring this up and I want to see what your opinion on it is. Sure. Um, there's a video that has gone around on social media uh, here and there, and it happens every so often. Uh, and it's basically a video of guys and they're talking about who they go to when they're feeling down, they're feeling like they're stuck or they're struggling. Uh, and every single one of them says nobody because Nobody cares how I feel. Uh, I want to see kind of what your thoughts are about that. And, and, you know, I guess talk a little bit about how that image is there or like why guys feel like that's the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I think I know the exact video you're talking about. And there's also one where it's like uh, they can take the audio and they talk about like, I'm a guy and I work hard and I do this and I do that. And, and, and like I have an image. And, and, and I think it's one of my passions is like men's mental health. Right. Um, and, and as a male therapist, as a male sports psychology consultant, like the field of psychology in general is dominated by women. And that's not being like any stereotype or anything like that. That That is just the reality of it. Right. Um, I, I mean, it is just how it is. So like I get seeked out a lot by by guys um, because they're like, oh, you're a younger male. Like uh, and I just I think that we can connect on these things. So for me, men's mental health is super important. 
And and I think that breaking the stigma is one of my like ultimate goals. And I would love to just eventually use this platform and all the other platforms that I'm on and, and ha- all the opportunities I have to break that, right? Like guys, girls, uh, no gender at all. It doesn't matter what you are. Like mental health is important and it affects all of us, right? And And society doesn't help that, especially for a man. You're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be um, the caregiver or the, or the moneymaker, the breadwinner. And like, thankfully that kind of, some of that stuff is starting to fade away a little bit, uh, especially with the, like the, like women's activist groups and things like that, which are another uh, amazing, I, uh, kind of a support alley for guys. I'd like get into that stuff. Like, so like, that's what I don't understand. Some guys like don't understand that. And it's like, dude, what they're saying is like, they want to like, they want equality. Like, why, why are you upset like that? Like they just, they're saying like the pressure that you think you have on you, it doesn't exist. Like we're willing to take some of that from you. That's literally what's going on. Um, and, and I think that that's fair, right? Uh, everyone should be treated equally. It doesn't like your sex, your gender doesn't matter. Like we're just, we're just fucking people. So like for me, like men's health is super important. And I think, I think like removing the stereotype from guys within a guy's group Right. Um, I mean, I, 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 I we're on a podcast. So I'm not going to say all the things that are said. Right. But like remove the phrase from your mouth of like, man, that's gay, man, that's stupid. What are you? What are you gay? It's like, why does that? Why do you say those things? Like what? Because he said that he's having a bad day. That's ridiculous. That doesn't that means nothing. And it's also incredibly disrespectful to the to the homosexual community and the LGBTQIA plus community. It's so it's so fucked up. Stop saying those things. Like it doesn't encourage someone to go get help. Instead, be like, "Hey, man, like, what can I do for you?" Right? Why? Why is that a problem? Remove that stuff from our vocabulary. Like, give the opportunity to just say something, and and then like when someone, uh, another guy in your butt in your group says that, be like, "Hey, man, like, I- I'm here for you. Whatever you need." All my friends, including you, know that like that's what I say, right? Uh, and yeah, sometimes sure we can we you bust balls and you and you make fun of the guy and stuff, and that's fine. But like, if a guy's really serious about it, bust his balls after, right? Be like, if he's really upset and he says something to you, ask him first, and then bust his balls, right? Like, make sure he knows you're there for him, or at least that you support him getting help or getting like talking to somebody or like even venting to you, right? I mean, I I just think I think uh, guys perpetuate that stereotype with themselves. And that and that's just not cool. And I and I call it out whenever I see it. Um, and even when I partake in it, like I sometimes I'm just like, oh god. Like again, we we grew up in a society that like that is just so so common, right? Uh, I mean, even one of my my buddies who I play volleyball with uh, the other night was just like he told me he's like you you know you say right a lot, and I was like, dude, you're right, I do, right? I wasn't offended by that. I was like, I was like, dude, thank you so much for telling me. I was like, yeah, like that's it's my like nervous tick, right? <laughs> I did that one on purpose. But my point is, is like, like, obviously I have a passion for this. Like, I think men's mental health is so important. It's so valuable and it needs to be talked about and we need to break a stigma uh, around mental health in general, but especially men's health. Like I, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, and I just, I just want it to die. I, I like, I, I'm a little bit out. Yeah. I, I don't have much to say on it. It's just like, you're right. You're right. And it's just one of those things too, where I'm like, I think it, it travels into sport a lot, right? Like you see it in sports. It, it, the best teams are the ones where people can openly talk or like go to teammates and be like, Hey man, like this is what's going on. I'm having trouble at home or this or whatever it may be. Right. Uh, or, Hey, I'm struggling. Cause you know, coach is getting down on me a little bit and like, I'm already putting the pressure on myself, but a lot of times that's not the case. And that's where you start to see teams break down 
people breakdown. Um, it, it's one of those things where at the end of the day, we all put so much pressure on ourselves. We don't need others to do it. Right. Um, and I really wanted to bring that up and, and kind of get your opinion because, you know, there's times you watch those videos and like, I can tell you every one of those videos I've watched every time they come up, <laughs> I sit there and I'm like, I get it. I understand. Like I've been there. Sure. I've been, at, I've had those thoughts in my head. Like I've always, it's just how it works. It's how it works as a man. Um, so it's, it's almost a little bit of validation to be like, yep, I get it. And you know, you want to like reach out to those people and be like, Hey, you don't know me from Jack or, or Johnny, but, um, you know, if you do need anything. And I think like, I look at our friends group, right? We've all grown up together for a really long time, especially there's a couple of us that are pretty close. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know without any sense of hesitation or anything, uh, I can pick up the phone, call you and be like, Hey man, I just, I need to chat. Like it's too much right now. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and I know that you may bust my balls first, right? Um, but we're going to have a legitimate conversation about it and we're going to try to work through a couple of things. And it's not just you, right? I've got other buddies I do it with. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, when you can break down those barriers with your friends and you have a couple of those people to go to, it definitely changes. A, it changes your friendship, right? Because everybody's vulnerable at that point. Everybody's willing to talk and listen. Uh, but I feel like you get to know people people on a little bit deeper of a level as well. For sure, man. And I think if we want to change the narrative that like being vulnerable is a strength, then when people are vulnerable, we have to give them the opportunity to be strong, right? We can't put them down for it. We can't beat them up. We can't make them feel belittled and small. Right. When someone opens up to you or like asks for help, like extend it, right? Like break, break the trend, break the, break that narrative of like, of like, oh, uh, and make fun of them. Like talk to them. Like if someone's coming to you for help, like treat them how you would want to be treated if you were reaching out for help. Right. Are you going to, are you going to hope that someone like belittles you and makes you feel like dog shit because they, you reached out to them for help? Probably not. And if you do, really call me because we'll have a real conversation about some serious <laughs> mental health issues. Right. Um, I mean, and this gets into a whole topic that I know we're not, we don't have time for, but like, and, and I hope to have this conversation in the future, which I'm sure we will. Cause write it down. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's ingrained in my head. I, I talk about this all the time, but like when, whenever I see guys like Carl Nassib and stuff, like they, when they come out as gay in the NFL and stuff like that, and it's breaking news, I'm like, why? Like, wh why does and, – and the reason is because NFL is the macho sport, right? Like, it's guys on guys and hard-hitting and we we tackle each other and we, we play football and we play with broken legs and noses and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's a macho sport. I love the NFL just as much as the next person, right? But the point is, is like, why does it matter when someone comes out as gay? As a straight male, white male, I should add, uh, the most privileged group in the entire world, I don't have to come out as be like, I like women. I'm straight. So why does someone who likes guys and is a guy have to come out and say that he does? I, I think it's absolute bullshit. But hey, I, I'm not going to, like John Paulo said last week, I won't get on my soapbox even though I already kind of have. And I don't give a shit. So uh, I appreciate everybody listening because I, I think this kind of stuff is super important. And this is one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast with you is like this why aspect. This is my passion, breaking stigmas, breaking breaking this narrative that exists in our culture and our society that like we just put on ourselves and it just makes people feel like shit. 
and get into a rut and then they beat up themselves and then they stop reaching out and then they're in a more of a rut. And then like this opportunity to like come out of a rut becomes less and less because usually you need a little help to get out of a rut. Someone needs to help you. Like you can't just do it yourself all the time. Um, That goes for team sport, work, personal life. Like having a support system is important. So like getting out of a rut goes into all of this stuff. Whoever would have thought that when we started this conversation 25, 27 minutes ago, this is where it would have ended up. I have no idea, man, but I'm heated. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciated that question because like for me, when we talked about when I talked about passion seven minutes in, the whole point was that like this is passionate for me. Like I, I hate the stigma and the culture that we live in that like guys can't just be vulnerable and express emotion. Um, it, it's, it doesn't make you weak. It makes you strong that you know yourself. And at the end of the day, if you're struggling on that, like check your surroundings, check the people you surround yourselves with, the people you surround yourselves with should be able to accept that and, and accept you for who you are and, and help you. And if not send us an email, like I will happily point you in the right direction. I'll personally help you myself. Like, and Zach, I know you do the same. Like I will help anybody who reaches out for help. It's, 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 literally what i i make a living off of because it's my passion and i love to help people so shit i mean we talk about it all the time i don't even need to make money off of it right like if you need somebody to listen i'll give you my phone number any day of the week it doesn't matter and it's it's not you, you don't have to be scared to ask for help if you don't have that support in your life know that you know we're willing to be that support for you um I don't have anything else. I really don't have much to add to it. I think you absolutely crushed it with the, the end of that. Uh, so I think this is an awesome point to wrap it up. Anything else you want to add to it before we take off here? Uh, this is a touchy subject for a lot of people and the stuff we talk about can sometimes be really sensitive. So I understand if people are offended at times or people have more questions, like this is what I mean. Like we're on a podcast, we're talking about things that matter. We are as educated as we can be on subjects. And if we said anything that's wrong or we said anything that you don't agree with, like, let us know, right? Like this is the opportunity to give us feedback so that we can become more educated. I tell all my clients that I work with, whether they're an athlete or just an everyday person, like I hope to learn just as much from them as they learn from me, right? Everything is a mutual relationship. So like that goes for here and our podcast listeners as well. Like if there's something that we're maybe ignorant about or like we're uneducated on, uh, even though like, again, like we can think that we're educated and not ignorant, but again, that's, that's what ignorance is. We're unaware. We only know what we know. So at the end of the day, if we're if we don't know something and we're not up to date on something, please tell us so that we can then make a correction and then we can be better uh, human beings ourselves. Um, that would be my ending. Uh, and at the end of the day, just just treat people how you would want to be treated. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. Like, just be a good fucking person. All right. Be a good person. Absolutely. I uh, I I don't even want to try to add anything to that. Um, I do want to just say, uh, I want to announce, I guess we have a pretty large guest lined up here, uh, hoping to do it in the next week or two. Um, so I've just got to make sure everybody's schedules, we can get everybody on together. And at the same time, I also, uh, would like to start dropping these on YouTube with video. Uh, so the hope is that maybe that'll be kind of our kickoff point so that we can have a different outlet as well. Uh, as always, you know how to get a hold of us. It's mental mindset podcast at gmail.com uh the link tree goes out pretty much every week there's andrew's website there if you'd like to privately reach out that way or again you know the email only goes to to andrew and myself so um 
please reach out if you have any questions or anything like that. As always, we're looking for feedback. Please do that as well. And five-star reviews or sharing with people just helps us get bigger, helps us reach out to more people and allows us to continue to to pursue our why and why we do this. So uh, other than that, have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk to you guys next week.